Hello, and welcome to This Thing Called Life, a podcast dedicated to sharing stories about acts of giving, kindness, compassion, and humanity. Your host, Andy Johnson, will introduce you to powerful stories about organ, eye, and tissue donation from individuals, families, and healthcare teams whose experiences will inspire you and remind you that while life is hard, unpredictable, and imperfect, it's also beautiful. We are so happy you're here. Now, let's join the show. Welcome to This Thing Called Life. I'm your host, Andy Johnson. I hope you are doing well, and I want to thank you for listening. My guest today is a mother, grandmother, community advocate, and wife, and her life was changed forever on December 17, 2009, and we'll get to hear her story. I want to remind you that August is National Minority Donor Awareness Month. And what is that, you ask? It's a month-long observance to highlight organized tissue donation with respect to communities of color. As you know, people of color suffer from a higher rate of disease that often leads to them needing transplants, particularly kidney transplants. So this is an opportunity to educate yourself and learn more about what you can do. You can register to be a donor. You can also talk with your physician about what it means to be a donor. But the most important thing is that you get the facts. So please visit lifepassiton.org to get more information. So with that, I am super excited to welcome Miss Carolyn Henry Glassby. Hi, Carolyn. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm great. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to have you on, and I'm surprised I haven't had you on sooner. <laughs> right. You know, you're, you're just a fixture here, and you're part of the Life Center family, and you've done so much for donations, so... I just appreciate you coming by. Mm-hmm. So let's let's start by telling listeners a little bit about yourself. You are not from Cincinnati. No, I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana. Okay. So what brought you here? 2005, <sighs> Katrina hit. And we were stuck in Katrina for two days. And then we found our way up to Kentucky. Wow. So I remember you telling me a story uh, when we first met about when you were in the midst of that hurricane and you were stuck in your house. Yes. Like trapped. We were trapped in at the house. Um, We had 11 family members there. We had the beds put up and we was on dresses with the kids. We had the set on top of the stove, the refrigerator because the water was rising. Wow. But we made it out. Oh my gosh. Yes. All, everyone made it out safely. Everyone made it out safely. Oh, man, that's such a blessing. Yes. And so that then brought you to Kentucky. Yes, we didn't have nowhere to go. And just so happened, Chris was drafted in 2005 to mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And we got in touch with him some kind of way and we found our way up here. Wow. How long yeah. did it take you to make that trip because I know for a long time it was difficult to get out of New Orleans. Oh, it was a long time. Yeah. It used to take 12 hours, but I think it took us more than that Okay, because we didn't know exactly how to get up here. Right. Yeah. Oh, I can only imagine how. You know, you didn't have that GPS. (laughs) (laughs) I just imagine how frightening that must have been and just really to be uprooted from every that. I mean, yeah, especially when you 
you, you know, you leave everything behind. Right. You come up here with just what you have on. Right. So that was a new beginning yes. for you in a lot of ways. So as I said earlier, you since you and I've met, which was in 2009, it was in 2009, um, you from that moment on, you've been such a champion and supporter of donation. Yes. Can you talk about what brought you to that place? Um, just knowing that when they, when they asked, I didn't, you know, we didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. And then when you got, edu- when I got educated on what it was all about of uh, being the organ and donor, mm-hmm. it, uh, it changed a lot in my mind. Mm-hmm. And for me to, to see the family members mm-hmm. now from what Chris did, mm-hmm. you know, it's exciting. It's it is very exciting. And a blessing. Yeah. So just for our listeners to give them some background can you talk about uh, what happened to your son? Um, 2009, um, like the mother, I got that phone call, mm-hmm. not knowing what was going on mm-hmm. until I arrived in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And when I arrived there, they took me straight to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see Chris or no none of his, his kids or his fiance. So until my husband arrived, and then that's when he walked us through the halls to the back where Chris was. And uh, as I was walking, I saw his fiance, but she was behind a door mm-hmm. and she couldn't tell me anything. So then when we got back in, in Chris's room. Doctor said he was behind this curtain. So we pulled the curtain back, but Chris's eyes was open mm-hmm. and I saw urine in his bag. So mm-hmm. I thought I heard his heart beating mm-hmm. and that's when they told us that he fell from a truck and hit his head. Mm-hmm. So he had suffered Traumatic brain injury. Yes. And, and um, I asked him, I said, well, can you cut his brain and give him some oxygen? Mm-hmm. And that's when the doctor said that they did absolutely everything to save his life. But um, he didn't make it. And I'm so sorry for your loss. And I know even though there's been a little bit of time, it, I can't imagine that that gets any easier to say. Or it just... That feeling doesn't go away. No, it doesn't. But I just take one day at a time. Mm-hmm. I live my life faithful through God mm-hmm. and through the people that Chris saved uh, and their family. Right. And that gives me strength. Right. So, you know, sometimes um, and, and you've I'm sure you've heard this is you have been such a great ambassador for donation and sharing your story. But at different events and in the community and talking with folks, a lot of folks, people of color in particular, feel that doctors won't do any do everything they can to save you. Right. If they think if they know you're a registered donor. Right. Did, we we had that Sunday. Oh really? Yes. Uh someone came in Sunday to our table and it was a young guy and he was like, Well, what are you doing here? And we was explaining it to him. He was like, Oh no, I got he said, I got to run. I said, Well, wait, where are you running from? Right. And he was like, No, because if I do this, you know that it's gonna if I'm in an accident, they just gonna let me die and they're gonna say someone. I said, No. The doctors have an oath that they took to yeah. take care of you first. Right. And there's nothing that they can do. Right. Then that decision is made. Right. 
but it have to be on your driver license. Mm-hmm. And as a conversation you right now, since me and you talking, won't you go talk to your family about it? Right. And he was like, you know what? Let me have one of those papers. Mm-hmm. So he was excited. And I'm just hope that he does it. Yeah. And that's, that's why I appreciate as well as the other staff here, people like you and, and others who take their time to be at events in the community and speak to people who yes. have no connection to donation and may have these ideas and, you know, things that they think are true, which are completely false. And so it, I think it's so important for people to be able to talk with people who have walked the walk and can really speak to their experience. Right. And a lot of people look at TV and they get their knowledge. TV is not real. Right. And for us to get out there in the community and show them that it is real, then they, they have an opportunity to see someone that went through it. Completely agree. Yes. And someone that often looks like them and right. maybe that helps them to kind of understand and maybe trust a little right. more, you know, because uh, there's just there's so much distrust that we have to work to to end because the end of the day, it's people of color who are dying as a result of not yes, being able to get are. transplants. Yes. So kind of similar with the vaccine as well. And people hesitating to take the vaccine and they're so, afraid. Yes. Yeah, it's just, it's being afraid. So I'm glad again to have you here just, just to talk. Cause I think that this helps to dispel a lot of that. So how would you describe your son, Chris? Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, the opposite of what the world has seen. Mm-hmm. They have seen that bad thug, Chris mm-hmm. Henry, but I see a loving, mm-hmm. kind, giving young man who uh, had a dream, a dream for a long time to do something with his life in the NFL. And that dream came true. Mm-hmm. It's just that when it came through, it came with a lot of baggage. Sure. And as that is like they start these young men's off with so much. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to do with it. Right. And they don't have no mentors, no mm-hmm. men mentors to tell them, you know, you can't go this way. Right. And as a mother, I did what I could. Right. To stir him the right way. And at the end, he did. He did change mm-hmm. for better. Mm-hmm. But it didn't last long. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel as though that... Because you mentioned this bad boy image and and whatnot. Do you feel like that whole ideal was was changed as a result of what Chris was able to do when he passed and helping others? I think no one noticed that bad boy. Mm-hmm. It All they saw was the good. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted. Right. I just wanted someone to really see my son for who he really was right. inside and outside. He was a wonderful child. Mm-hmm. And to hear someone who had that second chance in life to say, thank you. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a little bit too much for me mm-hmm. because I thought I was the one to say thank you to them for living. Mm. So yes. that's how I feel. And we've heard that the feeling of gratitude that many donor families feel just knowing that their loved one is able to live on and help others. Mm-hmm. And that did that does does that and did that bring you a sense of peace and just trying to make sense of of his passing? It did. It makes a lot of peace for a lot of family members. For a mother is different than the other family members because 
they don't they not have they don't have that bond. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of the stuff, a lot of people thinking, you know, you don't be thankful. But a mother, it's hard for her to mm-hmm. say thank you mm-hmm. because she lost something that she gave birth to. Right. Or and she was so close to. Right. But if they only realize the the person that got that second chance in life, you can be part of that person family mm-hmm. if they're willing. Mm-hmm. And when you are a part of that family, you just don't want to let it go. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm involved with everything. I still socialize with all of Chris' family, mm-hmm. with his family. Yes. Because yeah, he's a part of them. Yeah, yes. his new family. Right. So that was, that, and, you know, given um, who Chris was and being a professional athlete, that elevated you know, this story to a whole other level. And with that, it also allowed you to meet his recipients. Yes. All of which was televised. Yes, it was. For us all to see on Thanksgiving Day. Yes. I will never forget it. I was probably the second or third time I've ever seen my dad cry. It just was so moving. Can you talk about that experience and what that was like? But for the Thanksgiving to be able to meet them in person and well, it was always the, the night when we left the hospital and they say that they had found the recipients in it, that they were going to do the surgery. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really want to leave. I wanted to stay. I wanted to meet them then. Mm-hmm. But I know it wasn't. It wasn't right at the time, but I just was so happy when I got that phone call saying that someone wanted to meet me. Mm-hmm. And it was part of Chris's, my decision for Chris mm-hmm. to give someone a second chance in life. My husband's like, you can't sleep. I said, I can't wait. Oh. I was so excited. Yeah. I was so excited. My feet was hurting in my shoes, but I was okay. So did, did that meeting took, was it about a year after? 11 months after he passed away. So not quite. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So I remember you, you walked into the room and all of the recipients and family members were sitting. They were all standing with a crowd of people. And I don't know if they was trying to see if I knew them, but I just felt the vibe. Mm -hmm. And one of one, one just walked like he was trying to walk toward me. And I just knew. Oh, so we all just grabbed and hugged each other and cried. Wow. Oh, I can't imagine the, emotion, the emotions of that <laughs> moment. And you had so the you have this beautiful blanket that you've had um, that was given to you. This beautiful picture of Chris. Yeah. And you brought that blanket to that meeting. Correct? Yes, I, I bought it because. They knew his name. Mm-hmm. They talked about him, but they never saw him. Mm-hmm. So I figured the blanket that was made, it Chris seemed like he was just there. Mm-hmm. So I introduced him on a blanket. Yes. So I take this blanket everywhere I go. You do. To any event I go because I can talk about him, but I just want people to see who mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's my friend. It's, I carry him everywhere. Mm-hmm. He <laughs> yeah. is. It is. Uh, so I, I've, enjoyed when we've worked together at the Bengals game and yes. and you bring the blanket and fans just, they see you, they know that you're Chris's mom and just watching how you interact with them. And they just, mm-hmm. it's, they just, they, they speak so highly of Chris and yes. uh, it's just, it's, it's 
so cool to watch. Just these are complete strangers that felt this connection to you mm-hmm. as well as to your son. Right. That's got to make you feel good. It does. Especially when the Steelers come. To I know. <laughs> because I, <laughs> it's just a make you feel so happy. <laughs> Guys walk up with the Steelers jacket or something and they were like, can you sign it? Sure. I signed Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> no problem. Right. Gotcha. No worries. Yes. <laughs> it's nice. Oh man. That's so funny. So talk about now, Chris, how, Chris has how many children? Chris has three. Three. Okay. Chris has two boys and one girl. Okay. Yes. And how are they doing? They're doing great. Um, we call Chris Jr. Man Man. And then we got Demarcus. We call him Bubba. Okay. And then we have Daniela. Okay. And they're doing wonderful. They're they're achieving real great grades in school, all eight honor rolls. That's awesome. Man Man and Bubba are now playing football and basketball, and they're winning all the games. Okay. So they're doing wonderful. Wow. Well, that's wonderful to hear. Yeah. They're just continuing to thrive and honoring their dad and all that they do with sports. Oh, yes. That's great. That's great. So before your experience with donation and with Chris becoming a donor, what did you know about organ eye and tissue donation? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. You had not. Have never heard of it. You don't yeah. see that on TV. Right. You don't see it on billboards. Right. You don't have a conversation with it because it doesn't exist. Right. Until it actually Until happens. it happened to you. Right. And then you get that question that someone asks you that the question mm-hmm. and you're like, what is that? Right. That's why I think it's so important for people to do their part in getting educated and yes. learning and just being proactive so that if and when that situation comes, you know, they know mm-hmm. what they want to do and right. their family can honor their wishes. I think that's so important. You know, I mentioned earlier that you give so much of your time, you do so much speaking and just talking with people about donation and sharing your story and, <laughs> and Chris and, and you've also become a member of our Donor Family Council. Yes. Uh, which we are so grateful to have you a part of that. Um, is it, do you find it to be helpful for you to be around other other people who've experienced similar loss? It does. To hear, not only, you know, you went through it already, but to hear someone else go through it, mm-hmm. it makes your look so small. Right. But to be around family members and other people that talk about their loved one passing away, it gives you some kind of comfort. And then you, I think I can comfort someone else Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people that can't speak Mm -hmm. or can't talk about their loved one until you started, you know, getting, Hey, what happened? Right. Get that conversation going. And then they'll start talking. And then they they see a little smile, a little Mm -hmm. jerk on their face thing. I did this. Mm-hmm. I actually talked about my child. Mm-hmm. So I love it. Oh, that's good. And I, I know that you, you have brought a lot of hope and, and peace to families who are newer to that, you know, horrific yes. experience of losing someone. And that's why we just, we love having you here because mm-hmm. you just, you, you're just, you do so much and you, you, 
give so much to others. I don't even think you realize it, but <laughs> so we do appreciate you. Well, thank you. Can you talk about, are there days or certain times of year where it, it weighs on you? Just the realization that Chris is no longer here. His birthday. His birthday. His anniversary is coming up. This year for his birthday, absolutely nothing I've done. Okay. I felt empty this year. For some reason, I just couldn't get myself together to do anything to celebrate it. Mm -hmm. But um, And that's okay. I told my husband, right? I say, you know, sometimes I need a break because mm -hmm. I've been pushing myself to mm -hmm. forget. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I, I, I can't. Mm -hmm. I'm not supposed to forget. So mm -hmm. I started my own little thing. I, um, I ordered these doves. Mm -hmm. So what I did, I ordered one huge dove for his anniversary coming up in December. Mm -hmm. And I got everybody to sign on a dove and I'm going to let it go. Mm. And I, I tried to bake him a cake last year. It didn't come out right, but I learned how to just buy one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to have a little small thing with the family this, for his anniversary this year. Okay. Wow. Yeah. What's your fondest memory of Chris? Just me, him, just in the park talking. He's telling me his issues and, mm -hmm. and I'm listening. Mm -hmm. And I miss that. I miss mm -hmm. that conversation time that mm -hmm. we used to have. And the time when he's on that field and he hits that one love, mm -hmm. letting me know he know I'm there. Mm -hmm. And it's all about the love of the family. And I miss that. Yeah. The grandson, he was playing in the game, his oldest one, Bubba, I mean, man, man. Mm -hmm. And he, he was like, one love, granny. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> that was the end of that game. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I miss those times. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, as I as I said, I, you know, you've endured so much in your life, although looking at you would never know it. <laughs> you've survived Hurricane Katrina. I know you've had some health challenges yourself yes. and then losing Chris. But it always seems as if, and I know, you know, it's probably it's not always the case, but you just you never seem to waver in your faith. And no. I mean, how, how do you, you just seem so positive. How, how do you do that? What advice would you give to others who are experiencing some sort of tragedy? It could be loss of someone they love or job or what have you. Well, for me, it's gotta be God first. God first. You got to put yourself on the back burner. All that I went through mm -hmm. and all that I'm going to go through in the near future. Mm -hmm. I always say that, you know, I ask God to make me humble through things mm -hmm. and he does. And if you put him first, mm -hmm. everything that you go through, is not going to be as bad as it look. Mm -hmm. People say they look at me and they say, you lost a son or you had this or you something happened to you and nobody know. Right. You always smiling. Mm -hmm. I smile because I put him first. Mm -hmm. I don't let my, my worries anymore. He mm -hmm. took care of all that. Mm -hmm. On the day I lost my son, mm -hmm. he took my worries. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. You are a very strong woman. <laughs> I try. Yeah. <laughs> you, you really are. Is there anything else you'd like to share today? I just want the family families to know that being an organ donor or organ tissue donor mm -hmm. is not the last. Mm -hmm. It's just a beginning. Mm -hmm. 
of a new life for someone. You might not get to meet them or you will get to meet them, but the feeling will, will fill your heart and your loneliness because you still have a part of your son or daughter walking around mm-hmm. and living life. Right. Yeah. I know I keep saying one of the things, but another thing that has always made me smile as we've gotten to know each other is when you talked about Chris, you know, you've always been very honest in that, you know, he was not this perfect angel as no, no one is right. on this earth. Right. But he was your son. Yes, and, he was. And he was, you know, a good person with a good heart. And, and he was a perfect father. Yeah. And so. I just, you know, I think that, you know, as, as horrible of a loss that you and your family suffered in losing him, he really did leave such a beautiful legacy in that yes. he was able to help others through organ donation. And he also, you had him participate in the CTE research yes. program. I just, I think that that is so giving and selfless mm-hmm. of you to do just in the spirit of helping others. Yes. So I thank you for that. I just, I think you're just, you're doing so much good in the world. And well, thank you. We need more Carolyn Henry Glaspies here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a bunch of mess, but we'll be all right. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Life is messy, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> so I want to thank you again for joining us. And um, as we end our show today, there are 106,669 men, women, and children in need of life-saving organ transplants in our country. And our special guest today, Carolyn, shared her experience with helping others and and how Chris was able to be an organ donor through her great loss. She still felt compelled to do this. And as a result, people were helped and people lived. Um, This was one of the darkest days of her life. So we thank her for that decision. I would encourage you that if you aren't registered to be an organ eye tissue donor, to seek out the information and do your research Speak with a medical professional or someone who has gone through the donation experience as either a donor family member like Carolyn, a recipient, or a living donor. The matter, the fact of the matter is that we learn through sharing and exchange of information and our stories, things that are based on fact, and that's how we learn. So you can register to be an organized tissue donor at lifepassiton.org. You can also research what it means to be a living kidney donor because the vast majority, almost 91,000 of those waiting, need a life-saving kidney transplant. I want to thank you for listening today. Please be kind to yourself and to others. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Life Center. You have the potential to help save and enhance the lives of others, those who suffer from chronic illness or the effects of traumatic events. Statistics have shown that a new name is added to the national waiting list every 10 minutes. You have the opportunity to help others and save lives. You have the power to donate life. By designating your decision to become a donor, you have the opportunity to change the lives of many and save up to eight lives. Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana say yes to donation by registering to become an organ, eye, or tissue donor today. 
Go to lifepassiton.org for more information. Thanks to LifeSetter for their continued support. Thank you for listening to This Thing Called Life. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcast to make sure you get updates on all new episodes. And we would truly appreciate it if you would share, like, or give us a review to help us grow.